The holidays are upon us, which means many families are making plans for travel and which side of the family they'll be visiting. But what do we do as believers when those seasons change and new families are added into the mix? Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider, where we are fielding another question. My son was recently married and told us he is going to his in-laws for Christmas. This is the first time in 20 plus years I won't see him on Christmas morning, and I'm sad. How do I talk with him about this? This is a great scenario. You know, as we talk about this podcast, you know, we want to take questions on life, theology, and the church. And this is a real life question for so many. You know, maybe as you're listening, you can relate in one way or another. Maybe you're that parent. Maybe you're that kid. Maybe you're the in law. Maybe, you know, somewhere (laughs) along the line. And maybe this is hidden home, you know, right now, or you've walked this road uh, somewhere along the journey, or, or maybe it's down the line and you're preparing for it. And, you know, your kids are young and underfoot right now, but uh, you have this to look forward to someday. That's right. So, a real-life question about Christmas and the holidays and travel and plans and all those things. Um, yeah, I mean, we're uh, my family's in the midst of this right now. Yeah. We, we traveled for Thanksgiving, and Aaron and I have been married for almost 15 years, and so we've been making these decisions every holiday around Thanksgiving and Christmas and we have family that live in various parts of the country. It's like, well, there's only to- so much time and uh, money for, for, uh, for, for so much, right? Yeah, for sure. And just even as we think about it, all the dynamics, you know, you can come up with a schedule or a solution that you think is going to work like every other and all those things. Yeah. But then certain things pop up and, oh, well, so-and-so is sick or so-and-so is, has this or that and, right. and you know, and so it's, there's a, a there's, lot of factors that are constantly right. at play in this. Yeah, the, the variables are uh, almost, you know, innumerable and change every year, even just with the calendar changing, like what day does Christmas fall on yeah. and work schedules and then you had kids and people moving and sickness and all that. And it can yeah. be a, uh, uh, a, a real difficulty in trying to appease everybody. That's right. You um, have siblings in the mix and their yeah. schedules, and it right. it can become extremely excruciating and complicated to try right. to sort it all out. Right. Now, when everybody lived super close together, you know, a couple hundred years ago in the same little towns and around each other, maybe, you know, well, even then, I'm sure it was challenging because travel wasn't as easy and, yeah. you know, snow could prevent things and all that, but but a real-life scenario. And so I appreciate, you know, questions like this that uh, that really get to the, you know, to the to the heart of things. Because there's kind of two, you know, as I, as I listen to the scenario and then the question, mm-hmm. I guess the question really is, and we, we need to take this, like, how do I talk to my son about it? You know, right. a parent talking to her adult son 
um, or husband, I guess, could be, a, you know, a dad or a mom. But how does a parent talk to the adult son about this? And that's that's a really great question. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think behind all this, we have to just look at, well, what does the Bible say, you know, about those relationships? You know, take away holidays and communication and all that stuff. But um, and and uh, you know, how do how do now adult parents relate to their married adult children? That's right. And, uh, you know, I think you and I, just as we do premarital counseling and things, uh, we're seeing this dynamic uh, increasingly uh, as, uh, you know, just not only are like young couples needing the, you know, the, the biblical counsel on how to be married and all that, but even parents are needing instruction on how then to relate to their to their adult children and how that dynamic changes, yeah. um, and uh, and you know just in well-meaning parents, it's not like you know they're sinful or whatever, right. um, but uh, but maybe just have never had it modeled, never been taught from the scriptures of how that changes and why this is good and part of God's design. And uh, just just needing to to come to that, especially in the kid centric world that we live in now, yeah. you know, like everybody, a parent's schedule and whole life revolves around the kids. Uh, and some in a really, uh, you know, idolatrous way, you right. know, in the extreme cases and in others, you know, just kind of well-meaning. It's easy, you know, just for the, you know, the orbit of our life to now all of a sudden start uh, circling around our kids and their well-being and their good and all that. And, you know, and that's not to say we just neglect our kids and let them go do what they want <laughs> right. or fend for themselves, but we have to, you know... Uh, uh, make sure that we're we're walking that line of biblical faithfulness in how we, you know, how we raise our kids. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, even both of us coming from the camp background, yeah, and seeing these cultural shifts mm-hmm. over the last 10, 15 years. Sure, you know, where kids used to come to camp for, you know, four weeks, eight weeks yeah. at a time, and you know, just more independent, and now it's like. I don't know if I can let my kid go to camp for, for one week because right. what am I going to do with, without them at home? You know, right. and it's really, um, there's just been a, a shift in that culturally. Yeah. dynamic culturally right. that, um, probably fuels some of the things that we are hearing yeah, now. There, there's all kinds of, you know, you hear the, the term like helicopter parents and, and things like that, that are, that it just exists. And so we're not saying that, you know, who, who the, the parent in this, you know, in this question is a helicopter. No. That's not what we're saying. We're just going to referring to the, some of the dynamics that exist out there. Yeah, just things to consider. For sure. Because here's, here's really, as we think about the scriptures, then in this dynamic of, you know, parents relating to their kids and, uh, as now as they're married, is this is where that biblical principle of leaving and cleaving comes into play on both sides. You know, we talk about it with the young couple, like, hey, as you're getting married, you are forming a new family. Yep. And that means that you are leaving your parents, you know, coming out from under their authority, leaving, you know, coming out from under the, your, you know, financial dependence upon them, you know, uh, all that, and are now forming this new entity, a new family and cleaving coming together in life. And, you know, if we're going to add Ecclesiastes into it and then weaving our lives together, you know, yeah. now these two people, their finances, their time, their resources, their decision-making are now a one flesh or joint venture uh, together that is now separate from the pre, you know, the pre, the, the families of origin. Right. And not that it's just like cut off. We have nothing to do with you. Like we can take that too far, you know, to extreme of like, all right, see you mom and dad. I'll call you next year. You know, like, well, time out. Like, 
you know, it is not a complete severing of all communications and all ties and all that, but, um, but there is this acknowledgement. And so that young couple needs to learn how to do that and grow in that. And it's part of just the maturing process uh, for a young couple in that. But on the other side of that equation, the parents, you know, too, uh, are learning how now to relate, you know, as their son and daughter leave and form this new, like the level of authority and influence and input now it's changed. Right. Doesn't mean it goes entirely away, but to where, you know, that, that, that responsibility that a parent has, the influence now is, is, is changed and that's good that's okay you know in the same way you as a parent like your your what your commitment and your uh you know lifetime priority is to each other to the husband and wife not to the kids right and that's hard you know especially you know when you've spent 18 or more years (laughs) you know investing and you know pouring your blood sweat and tears and all your prayers and the late nights and the you know, the long conversations that you've had into your kid to all of a sudden now that has uh, has changed, yeah. you know, and I think there's a healthy way to do that, uh, you know, over time and uh, releasing them and sending them out um, and uh, to get them grown and get them going. That's as, right. Uh, I heard one, uh, one guy told me years ago and, uh, you know, it's not just a severing of the relationship either. Like, all right, now you're 18. See, I don't want to see you ever again, you know, you know, but... Uh, but it's just a healthy sending off from the family. Yeah, it, it kind of transitions from a parental role to a, a support like role, you know. Yeah. So we, it's not just a, a lopping off and good luck, good riddance, but yeah. but the dynamic is allowing them to to grow their their own strength, you know, yeah. teaching them to walk and then letting them right. walk it out. It's like right. a, a bird being kicked out of the nest um and even when uh you know a kid is learning to walk what inevitably happens is they they fall fall, right uh and they fall again and uh and they will stumble and they're a little wobbly and the same is true as you know in young marriages uh, and all that and have to resist the urge to just come in and pick them back up every single time yeah you know or to only always hold their hand when they're walking so that they never fall that's right uh, we're not actually setting up a kid to learn to walk in the long haul if uh, if we're always there to do that. And yeah, and in that to to learn to get up when they do fall. Right, right. If you're constantly picking them up or never allowing them to, they're not learning what that looks like. You know, uh, realistically and figuratively. Right. You know, as as right. they fall, do they know how to get back up? Right. And now, if a kid who's learning to walk falls in a pit, you're not just gonna be like, well. You know, <laughs> like right. you're gonna go in and get them in that instance, but if yeah. they just fall on the floor, you know, and well, uh, you're gonna let them get back up and keep on running and keep on moving, and uh, and the same is true, you know, as you extrapolate that out. Now that's example when you know they're real young, but as uh, you know, as kids grow into adulthood and get married, it's kind of the same true uh, truths at play, and uh, and staying there to help support, to help pull out, you know, in those times of crisis and and uh, you know where we're not just. Uh, compassionless <laughs> yeah. towards our kids and be like, well, it's things to be you, uh, figure it out for yourselves. Yeah. Um, but to, uh, to be there, to be compassionate, to listen, to help, to, um, you know, to share your experience and wisdom and things like that. And so, and, and, you know, we're, 
can't be exhaustive in every detail of how that dynamic works, okay. but but to, to just acknowledge that that is the reality as we get older. And where this comes out so often is in the holidays. Yeah. Because we have these expectations, right? It's like Christmas. Well, you know, for the last 20 years, you've been here on Christmas morning. We have all of our traditions and all mm-hmm. the things. And now this other, this spouse has come in, this wife, and she's changed everything. And now, like, she stole my son or, uh, you know, he stole my daughter. And and uh, um, and now I'm not going to get to see him. And, and it is sad. Yeah. Like that's, you know, the, the, the parent isn't wrong in being sad about that. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, does the, you know, as the newly married couple, it does them well to acknowledge that, you know, hopefully, you know, just in our own maturity, like, yeah, yeah, this is different. And that's not lost on me. Like there should be, you know, just an acknowledgement that this is different just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And, uh, and it should provoke some sadness. If not, then, you know, if I like, like you said earlier, like good riddance, I'm glad they're not coming <laughs> over for Christmas. No, <laughs> now we have the day to ourselves. That's right. That's a whole different issue. That's right. That's, that's, that's another <laughs> podcast that we should be doing. That's right. But, you know, there is some grief there. If it's a debilitating grief or something, you know, um, and, uh, and, and a despondency or things, and that's, you know, something we have to, 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 to talk about as well. Yeah. But, but but I think that's that's normal. That's yeah. that's that. Uh, yeah, you should be sad. Um, the question is, okay, well, how do we do that? Like, what's what's the pathway forward? Um, particularly as a question, like, okay, how does a you know how does a parent bring this up with their adult child? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, what's just what's the pathway forward in in processing through the own grieving and sadness of the change, and secondly, then, you know, bringing up this conversation in a non-threatening yeah. you know uh, uh respectful honorable way yeah i think you touched on something a second ago that is important in this like what level of sadness what level of of grieving are you experiencing in this if it's debilitating sure then you know oftentimes that's exposing in us some sort of idolatry we've we've put too much weight and too much expectation on our children for our own happiness. And so that's one thing to consider because just sadness in that is a right emotion. Um, but if it becomes debilitating, then it's like you're trusting in something other than the Lord to provide your satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there's anger at the other person, you know, or the the new spouse or something that's, that is exposing that idolatry because now it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't. This person has stolen my happiness. They've stolen my son. They've stolen my tradition, and uh, yeah, we just have to acknowledge that. It's like, oh, maybe I, maybe I, I put too much stock in, you know, in this, in this child, yeah. and they're not, like, they can't bear the weight of our worship. That's and right. so, when when those those kind of feelings, this sinful anger and things are coming out, then we have we we just have to acknowledge them, bring them before the Lord. That's you right. Know, and say, okay, well, yeah, Lord, I'm. Uh, we have done this. Thank you for uh, exposing this. Thank you for your grace that has brought it to the light and helped me to uh, walk through it, you know, yeah. to make you the object of my worship and not my kid, not Christmas, not our traditions, you right. know, or whatever else it might be. Yeah. And so I think that first step is so important just to step back and evaluate our own hearts in those moments. Why am I feeling this way? What are the, the things I'm holding on to? What are the things that I'm believing? Are they truth? Are they lies? Usually it's a combination of both, and we're having to kind of sort through those things 
to um, to figure out, you know, what you know what lies, uh, or is Satan feeding me, trying to you know deceive me? What in my own flesh am I wanting and desiring that I'm not getting in those moments? And right. so, first step is just to step back and self-evaluate yeah. is I think so important right. in this. Yeah. And, and, and it is important because it's God's grace sanctifying everybody in that's this right. process. And that's where we can see his wisdom, his sovereignty in this, uh, in our good, even in the change that, that like this, that when times like this are exposed, it's God's grace. That's right. You know, cause we can get all about like, Oh, you know, poor me shouldn't have done this. I'm so, you know, I'm failure as a parent or, you know, or the, whatever. And it's like, no, this is actually God's grace growing and maturing you even at this stage of your life. Like, right. yeah, and, and praise God for that, you yeah. know, um, for bringing those things out and, and uh, bringing the community around you and the spirit at work in you and putting the word before you, all that. That's a, that's a good thing, even though it's a painful thing. That's right. Yeah. I think second step mm-hmm. after that is understanding that communication is important. Yeah. I think a lot of times we, we feel certain things and then it's like we, Maybe we feel a little guilty about feeling that way, so we don't say anything, but then we end up sulking or kind of harboring some sort of grudge or our bitterness. And then they're like, like, hey, mom. like, And you're like, hey, son. Like, yeah. you know, there's just a a dragging, a, just kind of a, a sulking of sorts that can yeah. just, you know, I don't know, it can just drive a wedge yeah. in that. And it's so, not accomplishing actually what you're hopeful of because that kind of those passive aggressive tactics like that yeah. actually are a, a drive a wedge and drive, you know, the relationship further yeah. away. Yeah. And so with that, I think, you know, communicating, owning your sadness and say, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm really sad that you're not going to be here for Christmas. Yeah. Um, like I get it. I, I understand that when you get married, you have to leave and cleave. Yeah. Um, and I understand that you and your wife need to, to make these decisions on your own, but it's still yeah. hard and, yeah. and hurtful because what that does then is allows for communication for your son to be like, I know mom, like I would love to be there with you and I can't wait to spend Christmas with y'all next year. Yeah. You know, and you begin to communicate these things and instead of casting, um, you know, thoughts or desires or something on the other person, yeah, you're allowing them to actually, express their own heart right because it's easy to be like oh well they chose to go to the in-laws this year they must not like it here or they must not love me or they must think that they're gonna have more fun there and that's not always the case right there's a a balancing act and so when we begin to communicate it openly it allows for those conversations to be had for sure yeah yeah because there's a tendency even in that to be manipulative you know and uh well, you're gonna, you know, if you're doing it this holiday, then I expect you to be here next holiday and all that, and and uh, it's just not quite as simple as that in the whole picture. But it is important, like you said, just to to acknowledge that, to bring it out in a non-threatening way, in a non-manipulative way, uh, a uh, you know, you know, in a non-offensive way where you're pointing the finger. Um, but uh, but just to acknowledge and and like you said, acknowledging the biblical realities. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying, yeah, the sergeant and, uh, and for the children on the same side to be compassionate and like, yeah, I know, like this is, this is hard. And I cherish the memories, you know, it's not this, it's, even though it's a change, it doesn't mean that, you know, the last 20 plus years have been miserable Christmases or yeah. anything like that. Um, it's just the reality now yeah. of what, uh, 
what life is like and and uh um and as we try to navigate what our you know our family is mm-hmm. uh you know what's going to be best for our family and with kids and with work and church or whatever yeah. other things are happening and um and so i'm just embracing the change yeah right? yeah and i think even as, as parents in that role recognizing that your job is to help them to walk in obedience to the lord helping them to to leave and cleave and so instead of trying to separate them or to you know to drive a wedge between them and and the guilt and the the weight of those choices you're you're wanting to push them together and right. unite them in this and be like you know it's like yeah this is hard but you've got to do what you've got to do and we we support it and we encourage you in that and right you know and so if we're going to be those supportive parents yeah um it's the same love that once your son to be there should be the right. same love that motivates you to point him to right. Christ and to encourage him to love his wife um, yeah. in that way. Yeah. And what, what you're describing here in all this, because you're using, you know, this is how we love, how we support. And what you're, what you're describing is, is a great sacrifice. That's right. Cause it is yeah. it's sacrificing our traditions. It's sacrificing our preferences it's sacrificing, you know, the desires that we have in all of this and the dreams and expectations. And that's what is genuine love. That's right. Unconditional love. The closest synonym to biblical love is sacrifice. Yep. Seen in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for us and what Christ gave up heaven's throne, all its glories, all the divine realities of where he lived to put on human flesh and to come live amongst us. That's what Christmas is all about. That's right. Christmas, first and foremost, is about sacrifice Mm. and what Christ gave up to uh, be incarnate, to become a baby, and to live that human life on the trajectory of where he would sacrifice his human life on the cross uh, as the uh, propitiation for our sin. And, uh, and that's, that's where, that's, this is where rubber meets road, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're always like, I would take a bullet for my you know, kid. I'd step in front of a bus to save them. I would sacrifice my life. Yep. But the reality is most of our sacrificial love happens in the, in the moments like this. That's right. Where we sacrifice our expectations. We, uh, in the change, we lay it down, not in a martyr way, not in a poor me, not in a pat ourselves on the back. Look how much I'm doing and how much I'm giving up, you know, for your happiness, not in a that way, but in a delightful, you know, uh, uh, God word focused, others focused type of sacrifice for their good. Yeah. yeah. Because one of the things we're even assuming in this is that there is a healthy marriage. There's a healthy, you know, right. things yeah. going on here. Because, you know, I can imagine someone listening to this. Yeah, but you don't know my, you know, my daughter-in-law. You don't know my son-in-law. They're yeah. trying to pull my They are actually. And they, you know, we have a bad relationship and they don't want, yeah. you know, and we don't want them to get married. And so there's all this. And like, again, that's a whole nother podcast. You know, yeah. we're kind of assuming the <laughs> ideal situation. That's right, yeah. Godly Good parents, point. godly kids, godly marriage, you know, trying to figure things out. And, uh, you know, and so I think that's just what we have to do, not knowing all the details, but there are way more complexities to all this. And how do we talk about it? If, if there is a sinful, you know, um, this is just the first time, but like he hasn't been home in 10 Christmases. As a matter of fact, he hasn't been home in 10 holiday, you know, 10 years of holidays. How do we talk about it? And all that, that's, that's a whole, again, a whole nother podcast. Still, it's kind of the same fundamental principles here. And we're acknowledging, man, that's a big sacrifice and all that. 
and there is a way forward to talk about that and how to, you know, how to, um, reestablish some good, healthy communication and yeah. relationship and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, but I think when we kind of boil it down here, it's just embracing God's beauty in the design of change mm. in this and being fruitful and multiplying. This is the reality of parenting. You know, it's a reality when kids come into our life, God entrusts them to us for a season so that we can send them out to, you know, to be fruitful and multiply, to start their own family. And so it's a reality that we have to embrace uh, early on when we're starting having kids. Like, mm-hmm. all right, this is, you know, a season. And uh, that's just, I think, uh, wisdom for every stage of parenting, you know, when they're yeah. in their terrible twos or tantruming, you're like, this is a season. <laughs> Even the good uh, uh, the seasons are still a season. And, uh, and to just acknowledge that really that different isn't always wrong. It's just different, That's right. you know, in the changes like this, especially in marriage, especially as, you know, marriage, uh, you know, new marriage has happened and the next kids come. Yeah. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. And I think in all of this, we have to to be reminded that these are the moments that drive us to prayer. Mm-hmm. Like all of this is just has to be showered in prayer because we can't operate in grace. We can't sacrifice um, for the good of others, as, as you were just alluding to. We can't do any of those things on our own accord. Right. And so, just that that posture of prayer and dependence on the Lord to, to do these things, um, that, that he will ultimately be our source of joy and happiness, even in the midst of the hardships and the sadness. Right. Um, and so I think just thinking through all of this, like we have to just be constantly in prayer for sure, for sure. Bringing it to the Lord and uh, asking him to do his work in our heart and in our kid's heart and in the situation. And, uh, the Lord delights to change our heart, our perspective, before He uh, oftentimes changes the circumstances. That's right. And uh, He's more interested in our sanctification, our maturity, our holiness uh, through uh, through these scenarios than in just changing the scenario. You know, helping us get out of this. He's maturing us as we go through it. And these are just those scenarios that uh, that he's doing that, and all the parties involved, and praise God for that. That's, right. That's what he's doing. That's where the gospel is at work. This is what's keeping our eyes fixed on Christ, and not on our traditions, not on the holiday, not on, the, on, on any one human person, but on uh, on Christ Jesus. In that way, he gets all the glory for it. That's right. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.